I? Oh, I feel like we just saw each other. What's up? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I'm sad. I'm just depressed and sad and s sad and depressed. Oh, is this about, I don't know, the war? What's going on right no! now? No! What's on your mind? I don't care about no stupid war. Thank God, I didn't want to talk about the war. I don't know anything. I've been tuned the fuck out on that. <laughs> but yeah, so what's, go what's going on then? I'm just feeling a sense of disappointment. I'm crestfallen mm -hmm. that... The director of one of my favorite movies, Mishima, Life of Four Chapters, made a third in a trilogy. Insanity is doing the same thing three times in a row and expecting it to be the same. And it wasn't the same. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, mad, I'm sad and mad about it. I'm sad mad about it. I mean, I guess to be fair, you know, like that, yeah, that was a lot of diminishing returns and it's definitely a, you know, we all want what's best for Paul Schrader. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes Paul Schrader doesn't want what's best for Paul <laughs> <laughs> If only he did. Oh, his, his Twitter fingers, I guess, or, you know, his, his Facebook fingers more yeah, accurately. No, that, he is, he is, he is a Facebook elder. Yeah. <laughs> That is not a man who knows how to use Twitter. <laughs> they had to they had to open a new Twitter to put his posts on there because they didn't need to know how to. But I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Master Gardener. Master Gardener with Joel Edgerton, fucking Sigourney Weaver, who I love. I love. God, I know, and she is kind of trying in it. Yeah, I mean, she, I don't know. She's. The movie as a whole suffers from a kind of fundamental sterility that is really hard to deal with. Uh, it's, I don't know, he, it's kind of continuing in the style of, the sort of understated style of First Reformed and The Card Counter after it. Uh, both of which are movies that I really like. Uh, you know, First Reformed is obviously kind of beyond compare. Yeah. Uh, but no, Card Counter we, we was good. Yeah, we talked about Card Counter. It was a great episode. Yeah. Or a great uh, movie that I guess also was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's. it's Man. <laughs> it's real weak. It's really like. Oh, I can't even say maybe if I saw it and I didn't know it was him, I'd like it. Cause like, no, I think if I saw it and I didn't know it was him, I'd probably have not finished watching it. Yeah. I, I would have like definitely turned it off at that scene. And it doesn't, it feels so unserious. And it like, this had the potential to be the most serious in the whole entire trilogy. In the A Serious Man trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's such a like weird mad libs of the other two. Like it's the scene where they're like the the magical realism part where they're like romantically driving through this these like rapidly blossoming plants. And it, it it's so like insurance commercial version of the sort of magical realism of the other two movies. Like it's so formulaic, it's so like plugged in and pulled out of a machine. Uh, I, God, I, 
I described the movie as if you like sent the genesis of the film back in time. Yeah. And like gave like the writers, like half the writers of the Chappelle show and half the writers of mind of Mencia. Right. uh, A budget to do a like epic movie style parody of Paul Schrader movies. Mm -hmm. And then took that back into the future and filmed it in the driest, most serious way possible because so much shit in this film, like borders on a fucking like joke. I, a friend of ours had already prepared me for the, uh, the line where it's like this mint thing gives you like a nice buzz, like your brain right before you fire a gun. And then it cuts to a shot of a gun being fired. SNL. What, but what I was not prepared for was that it then has them have uh, rapid cut nightmares, including uh, an old guy going, it's called gardening. And then him staggering up out of bed, getting up and the camera panning over to reveal that he has Nazi tattoos. <laughs> like real bad. Fucking, fucking comical delivery for a scene that's, obviously not supposed to be a comedy scene real rough really difficult difficult viewing especially because at that point it's like there's nothing in card counter you know he he's kind of a non-entity right character he's kind of a non-entity but it's still like you get enough of a sense of like who he is now that when it's like revealed that oh he was one of the like abu Ghraib torture guys it's like that's really like that's fucked up like that actually catches you off guard you're like holy shit that's that's what his guilt is none of that he stood up (laughs) and he had the nazi tattoos on i'm like oh that makes sense (laughs) right oh that's why he's such a little bitch okay (laughs) and there's no like in in the card counter there's such a depth to that, and there's such a, like, it, it's such an interesting, like, arc for the character to have. And, you know, the 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 just following orders kind of thing. And, you know, can you have, like, patience and, you know, kind of retribution for a character of that nature? Uh, and here it's, like, just kind of pushed to its logical, most kind of online poisoned extreme... Of like, what if he was like an ex-proud boy who like kind of worked with the FBI and was a little bit sexy with it? Bleh. Yeah, I. It was like positives, pussy worship scene. Sure. Problematic age gap. Het, it's a het version of it, but whatever. Um. Yeah. Negatives kind of came off a little bit like a race play scene from like a white guy it that far be it for me but that is you know i i see what you're talking about i i don't know how else to interpret a shot of uh, him literally kneeling before um maya to eat her pussy out (laughs) yeah as the camera just like frames it like this like divine moment and he's got he's got fucking white supremacy tattoos over his body 
and she just like kind of comes to terms with it like really weirdly quickly. I don't. I don't want to discourage anybody from including what makes them horny in their art. Uh, but I, I gotta go. Like I, but it, but if it's I that, got, I got a, I got a thing. <laughs> I got a thing later, and I'm like, I'm late. I, you know, I don't got a car. I gotta ride the bus, and I, I gotta like head out right about now. I, I'll see you later, guys. I, I think the biggest problem with like both ends of that in the film is that there's compared to like um, card counter where you get a sense of who he is now and who he was. And then you get a sense of that continuity and the way in which like a part of the old him still is in the new him and why he kind of struggles with it. Um, In this movie, you don't get a sense of how a got to see. Yeah. Because neither a or c you don't really get a sense of either of course yeah like i think straight up i think they should have removed all of the flashbacks yeah because then you're kind of forced to just take his word on it and i think that offers a much stronger like idea and i think that even works a little bit more in like the themes maybe that like you are you are forced to kind of only judge for yourself how much you trust that he's changed because it's not that you don't get a sense that he's changed. It's that you don't get a sense of any element of him. Like we see him in the past in the, in the, in the militia and there's like, what are his feelings about being in the militia? Right. What are his feelings about the things he's doing as he does them? I don't know. What are his feelings about them now? Ah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oopsie. Did I do that? But we don't get like any sense of like, is he doing this gardening thing as penance? Is this his way of putting good back into this world? Is this him doing like, like self-imposed labor camp, like re-education, like, like yeah. you don't get any idea of how he got from there to there. And the closest is that at the end of the film, Sigourney Weaver is like, that's obscene. And he's like, no, I know obscene. And it's like, you killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get to like, yeah, she's being racist. I don't think you get like a higher ground here. <laughs> I mean, case in point, really, for the whole thing is is just like the the thing that kind of drives me most crazy about it is the escalation and and the way the plot progresses. Uh, because in the card counter, we have this fantastic sequence where uh, this character that uh, Oscar Isaac's character has been bonding with breaks into Willem Dafoe's house and tries to kill him and he gets murdered and it's like, wow, your heart drops when you see that. And it's like, wow, this is, okay. Ugh, this, this has signed the fate of our main character. This has sealed his fate and that really, really sucks, but it's, you know, he, you know that he has to do something. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, it's like these weak-ass, weird, like, string bean drug dealer guys in those like hemp jackets 
that are like recycled plastic who show up and vandalize a rich woman, a rich white woman's garden. And so all of a sudden we have to go to their house and point a gun at their fucking heads. I, I, I think that's, what's crazy is like, I think you're supposed to be carrying forward also them doing domestic violence to Maya. Sure. Of course. But like, that's not his response to the domestic violence. (laughs) And what does that have to do? Like, is the vandalism like a fucking like, teenage way of like i i don't know like intimidating maya or something like that i guess i guess that's how it's meant to be interpreted but it feels so teenaged and like the it's it's kind of a de-escalation from what had happened previously literally <laughs> like and... it's pretty obviously just a thing that they're doing to like save face for themselves yeah yeah i i don't know it it's just really weird like it's an snl skit version of one of these movies like that you know it's 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 self-parodying practically it's it's so bizarre and it's again it just doesn't none of it comes together like none of it makes any sense or sorry that doesn't make sense none of it logically follows the the previous sequences and then it's like oh now we're getting married and it's like that is kind of fast yeah she is kind of like young and you did kind of like love bomb her you know Uh, don't worry about it don't worry about it so sexy it's so 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 sexy when a young 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 uh fertile young woman a woman they say is 20 and then go, wait, no, she's older than that, but never tell you how much older. It doesn't matter. Does she... Plausible, a plausibly deniable 20. <laughs> you know, 20's the new, uh, 30? I don't think that's, wait, no, that would be bad. 20's the new 10. Oh no, that's even worse. Don't throw stones from in a greenhouse, am I, I right? I, I, it's because like it's not even just the fact that there's the age gap; it's that there's the everything gap. <laughs> there's a pretty big gap between yeah. these two characters, the- In, including like life experience and like expectations that maybe the character coming out of an abusive relationship where she was used as a drug meal since she was a child maybe has a really skewed idea of what a normal relationship would look like and and you want me to believe that this child is doing femdom (laughs) on grandpa grandpa well she told him to get the tattoos removed oh uh, uh, funny Funniest exchange, another really great exchange of the film is just her being like, you have to get them removed. And he's like, I thought about it. (laughs) And it's like, you're not going to, you're not even going to try to give me the like, I thought about it, but I decided I need to like, keep them as like a way to remind myself, like not even like a justification, just like, oh, I thought about it. And then I just did it. And it's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you fucking mean you thought about it. Bitch, you better more than have thought about it. Yeah. 
Like if the literally any give anything in that scene. Be like, I thought about it, but it would cost a lot of money. Hell, be weird about it. Be like, I thought about it, but uh, Sigourney Weaver said I couldn't take get them removed, <laughs> or she'd fire me. That would be fucked had, up. Like, a, that'd be fucked up. That'd be that'd be something. That would be <laughs> that would something. Be, that would that would add some fucking juice to the movie. Yeah, some much needed zhuzh. Um, the there was like a road taken in the film that I was so sad it didn't take. Where when they get off the fucking literally get off the plantation. Um, they fucking go downtown and it switches to a shaky cam and you start to see how like so much less majestic and like devoid of like gardening and grocery stores and everything it is. And I thought where the film was going to go was like how much of your redemption is based on like the fact that like you killed somebody. Sure. (laughs) And so because you killed somebody, you got got and like through a series of basically benefits that were given to you because you were a, a white dude in an extremist right wing terror cell. Um, the government cut a deal with you. And because you were that type of person, uh, the, the like rich heiress in your town was willing to give you a job and look the other way on a lot of this stuff yeah um and so like you know maybe part of the film is going to be like him kind of getting outside of that bubble and the question being raised of like how much have you actually redeemed yourself how much have you actually changed and how much is like you were just kind of allowed to put on pause really reckoning with what you did sure whereas you know this other character that's been introduced does not have the option to just escape things that are in her life she has to deal with them every day and yeah. even when she has an escape, she has to go back home to it every day, literally because of these what should be inconsequential differences between them, but they're of consequence to the woman who like makes these decisions. Um, and they don't do explore any of that. It just becomes card counter again. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of tell rooms. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean like a, a, a taste, a taste of another movie. That would have also tied into like all these themes he's talking about where you could even still have a like positive uplifting thing where he is confronted with like the limits of like what he had been doing. And so he has to actually redeem himself now. He or not even redeem himself. He has to like actually demonstrate like real sacrifice and change. Uh, And it just doesn't do that. He just he just shoots two teenagers and says a racial <laughs> to one of them. That's his big change. Uh, God, God, why? Why, God, why? Why did it have to happen this way? Can God ever forgive Paul Schrader? No, he won't. <laughs> Never. He'll be forced. Paul Schrader's... Paul Schrader will be trapped in a Facebook crystal for all time and he'll live forever. Paul, please, I am begging of you, make one more movie. (laughs) You can't go out on this one. Come on, man. I mean, a touch that I kind of liked, but also feel complicated about in kind of the the greater scheme of things, of of themes in the film, is like how uh, Joel Edgerton's character, Narvel, 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 Roth. Which, Which, complete sidebar. 
Yeah. Uh, this movie did make me realize that Joel Edgerton, if they ever did a live action home movies like adaptation, Coach would McGurk great, would be a great Coach McGurk. He'd be he'd do spectacular. He'd do spectacular. Anyway, continue. They should make an A twenty four like hyper serious like home movies, like like a Riverdale, but like you know. <laughs> Cunty. Riverdale home movies is such a fucking funny concept. That would be that would be psychotic. No, I love that idea. <laughs> uh, I know what you were saying sorry. Um, but yeah, he's really cut off. Uh, and the movie at least gestures at some kind of I don't know. Like it's 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 like a very like weird white leftist point of contention that feels a little annoying sometimes. Um, but rings true in some aspects where like people don't, there, there are like under capitalism, there's like very specific venues for kind of fraternizing with your fellow man. What do you do in society? What do you do in this world when you want connection with people and when, when you, when you want real connection? Uh, cause these days it seems like you either become a fag or a racist or maybe you know maybe both there's quite a few of both but yeah some people some people dual wield it's really impressive that's i i don't know how they have the time it's fascinating to me because it's like you were just getting ripped on by like everybody (laughs) yeah (laughs) like everyone hates your ass (laughs) uh yeah absolutely so I don't know. Like I, I the the scenes where he was trying to kind of level with his agent guys or whatever, and they were like, "Well, I'm not your friend, and your family doesn't love you and doesn't want anything to do with you, and uh, you're like a piece of shit who stinks and is stink stinky, poo 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 smell." Uh, your daughter thinks you're dead, and also she should think that, <laughs> and she's right. Yeah, she's right. Bam. And all, but also like, I don't know. The movie, so many twists and turns for the kind of characterization here because it's he's he's this reformed racist, right? But then yeah. here's some scenes of him doing some racism, like in present day. Like he goes up to like the drug dealer's friend and is immediately just like says some fucking weird out of pocket shit to him. Yeah. Like I, I when they like revealed like Robbie Gomez was white, I was like, "Come on!" <laughs> I was like, "Are you just like, is that your get out card? Your get out of jail free card?" Like, like, come on! <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Just I, ugh, whatever. I don't know. It, it's 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 all very. It's very ill thought out. It's very bare bones. Uh, and it's just very fucking silly. Uh, but one thing that isn't silly is Devontae Hines, who's a great musician, and I really like the music in this. Blood Orange is great. Devontae Hines is great. I was going to say, I, I, was, I was really blown away with the music. Um, I'd forgotten that it was the Blood Orange person. Because yes. I had to get up at one point. Um, and I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's there's yeah, that's I think that's the part of why it makes it so sad and disappointing is that like there's a lot of things about Schrader films that are good that of are course. on play here, but the things about his movies is that they need 
um, a, a soul. Sure. And I just didn't feel it. Or not a soul. If they're going to not have a soul, they need to like capture what a weird soulless guy would be like. Yeah. It's just too fucking online, man. Yeah. I, I did like the gag where his um, officer dude uh, has a shirt that says we should all be feminists. That fucking ruled. That, that was the best. That was a, that was a great gag. I that was awesome. That. <laughs> that made the movie worth it for me. Yeah. Also really like this gag. Uh, there's like, his name's Narvel Roth. And then it's like, that's not his actual name because he was in the witness protection program. And so they gave him the most like easy to look up on Facebook name. Yeah. Like if they were trying to be like, hey, is this guy this guy we're looking for? It'd be like, shit, man. Where are we gonna find a guy named Narvel? <laughs> oh, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere that people know his name because it's fucking Narvel. Hey, have you seen this man, uh Billy Johnson around? We're looking for him because we're white supremacists and we're going to kill him because he's our old, he's our old, he betrayed us. But I didn't tell you that. No, but this fucking dumbass bitch named Narvel just rolled into town. Yeah. Check out, check out this fucking dumbass's ugly mug and stupid name. It's such a bullyable name. It's, it's such a like, if do you want to just be immediately remembered and like have your face in the mind of everybody who meets you? Yeah. Because that is what that's, that is what's going to happen. Narvel. Narvel. Oh, Narvel. Yeah, no, I remember that guy. Narvel. He, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never forget a good Narvel. Unfortunately though, I will be forgetting this movie probably pretty quickly. I suppose that's I suppose it would be for the best if I did that as well. Just left behind my disappointment, my my desperation for good cinema, cinema. Well, uh, and it's like, you know, it's like a it's like a good memory. You know, it's it's always there to go back to. But instead of a memory, it's a it's like a handful of really good movies that he directed. Sure. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Oh, just pull out my laser disc of Mishima and, you know, kind of revisit, revisit that and have a much better time. Speaking of, do you know of any plants that, uh, you know, have any like poison in them? I just need, I, I need something to chomp down on. Oh, um, yeah, there's this one called the, the, the gun flower the gun flower yeah apparently it gives you a nice heady buzz like when you have some winter fresh gum oh that's exciting that's fun